So, verbs, it is March. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I kind of, especially at the beginning of the year, it's like these months, all of a sudden they start going so quick. Yeah, I'm still practicing writing 2022 instead of 2021. Um, I've had a couple (laughs) times in February. I got so excited in early February. It was like two, one, two, one. And I was like, oh my gosh, guys, look, this is, this is so cool. And I was like, not even the right year, you know? It's not a thing, so, right. <laughs> not a thing. Uh, this is 2022. Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes it's like things go so quickly, especially this first quarter. Um, and you're just kind of like, wow, this time is flowing. I kind of feel like this always, but <laughs> I think especially at the beginning of the year, that it's like all of a sudden you're at the end of the first quarter and it's hard to even like take the time to to analyze like, okay, what has been good and what has been, you know, bad. It's, it's, it's almost like kind of that fresh start effect has been like holding on, you know, for like an extended amount of time that all of a sudden you realize, oh, it's not the beginning anymore. Like we're in this (laughs) matter of fact, we're we're like, you know, the first quarter is over. Um, I think sometimes it can be challenging, you know, to to step back and kind of evaluate, you know, what's been good or not good. That's what's going to be important about today is really making sure we're distinguishing between those two quarters so everything doesn't roll right into the next thing. But just taking some moment to really process the quarter and set up uh, the best way we can for the next quarter. So today we're going to be walking through four questions that we can reflect on from the previous quarter to really set ourselves up for the upcoming one. Sometimes setting annual goals can only get you so far. If you don't have a sense of where you want your life to be in 10 years, there's no guarantee that the goals you're setting now are actually going to take you to the life that you're trying to create for yourself. Well, that's where the brand new Life Focus product comes in. This innovative, gamified life planning system is your 10-year GPS guiding you to the life that you want, not one decided for you, and not one that you just drifted into. Life Focus offers easy, fun, and effective planning with prompt card decks and a step-by-step guide. Also, you can join us for a live virtual event with Michael Hyatt on April 5th and April 6th for real-time guidance as you set the path for your next 10 years. With a 30-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose, so make sure you pre-order right now for shipping in March 2024. Go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. That's fullfocus.co slash lifefocus right now to pre-order. Don't just dream. Plan your future with Life Focus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. Um, Verbs, here with Courtney Baker, and that's it. Still no Blake. <laughs> we've, we've had multiple episodes without Blake Stratton, but happy Monday to you, Courtney. Yes. Have you heard from Blake? Happy Monday. Is he alive? Is he doing well? You know, 
I've texted him a few times. I have not heard back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, actually, just kidding. Day, just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Um, I, 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 he did text me um, actually this morning, and I strategically, you know, just try to like take a beat before responding, you know, just to like you know, quid pro quo. I think that's what good friendships do, you know? <laughs> no. Absolutely. That did not even make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was like, I need to figure out what what should be said next when I looked over here. Oh. So I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, you are. That's right. how you know a joke really uh, lands well. Uh, you know. <laughs> All right, so we're getting into these four questions. It's really going to help us set up for this next quarter, uh, process this previous quarter the best way we can. Question number one: We can ask ourselves is what worked, but what didn't? What worked, but what didn't? And I think you mentioned this at the at the beginning, uh, Courtney, just getting ourselves into that mindset of really reviewing, even though we still feel like things may be moving at a pace that we didn't really expect. And again, I think mm-hmm. 2022 was, it was just a an abnormal start to a year. Uh, I know I felt like I didn't get started to the end of January due to some yeah. sickness in our house and all of that, but things are still going to move regardless. But what can we do to put ourselves in the best position to process appropriately. Yeah. And I would just say out of the gate, if you use the full focus planner and if you're in the practice of doing a quarterly preview, which I think I've said before, I think less people do their quarterly preview than maybe we think. It's a really great tool. But even if you aren't able to do that, if you can just use these questions to help kind of Mm -hmm. reset and kind of guide you as you move into the second quarter, I think it'll be really helpful. Um, So this first question, what worked, uh, but what didn't, uh, obviously that's really two questions folded into one, uh, but they really Mm -hmm. can't be separated. Like it's intentional that these are together. Uh, You have to take one with the other. Again, it might, the first one might feel really simple. What worked? You know, what went well? What was successful? Um, That can be something small or barely noticeable, or it could be something bigger um, and really innovative for you. Uh, I think, honestly, Verbs, when I ask myself this question, uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of times, even the big stuff that happened in the quarter, I kind of forget. I really have to take the time to reflect to even remember the big things. Uh, I know I've talked a lot about that on the podcast, um, but it is really important for me to take the time uh, to do that. Yeah. And I was going to say that because that just underscores the importance of those weekly previews to where you're pretty much asking those mm-hmm. same questions. So same questions. Hey, what was a win for the week? Uh, what worked? What didn't? And you're asking them in those segments of the planner, if you're a full focus planner user, which at that point, it's just going through the motions of going back, flipping back through the previous quarter and you know highlighting those wins or highlighting those things mm-hmm. that worked or highlighting those things that you thought you could do better at. And so it's kind of, again, I'll say it again, it's the secret sauce, those weekly previews, yes. but they really set you up to also fold into your quarterly preview when you get to that point. Mm-hmm. Well, and and again, it's, it's really confidence uh, building. You know, when we take the time to acknowledge yeah. those wins, it's just, it, it's helping build our confidence to go into the next quarter. Um, now, obviously you're going to ask the rest of that question, um, which sometimes can be harder because it means having to be honest with ourselves, which is not always that easy. When we ask what didn't work, you know, there's a lot that can come up uh, with that question. 
especially when we're also looking at this through the lens of how we started out on those goals that we that we framed up for yeah. the beginning of the year and where we feel like our progress is or is not at this point in the year. But the good thing about it is this quarterly preview is going to give you visibility back into those those goals and really mm-hmm. reconnect with your uh, your key motivations and just examine, hey, did I take the the proper amount of next steps that I set out to really get momentum on this thing that I wanted to do? And if not, then what can I adjust? What can I change to yeah. to really get on back on board with those things? Right. And I think I think really acknowledging, you know, what didn't work doesn't mean that you failed or that all is lost and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you need to like throw in the towel. It's it's really what we're doing is trying to not just ignore those things, but bringing awareness to them so that we can make meaningful action um, into the next quarter. Verbs, for you, what's the most important part about asking what didn't work? Yeah, I think, again, just posing the question itself, like you mentioned, is important because it's making me identify whatever the thing was that didn't work. Because it didn't work, didn't doesn't mean it's not going to work ever. But it's given me the opportunity to see what adjustments could be made to really dial it in, so that it could work on this next quarter coming up, or at least get me closer to where I want to go in this next this next quarter by making those necessary adjustments. So, let's say for instance, I had a goal, uh, which I actually did have a goal. I had a goal to write uh, eight bars of lyrics every morning, mm. and that was going to be a habit goal. And at the start of the year, when I formulated that goal, it was going great, but then I lost some momentum. Uh, the rhythm of it got off and I wasn't able to do it uh, the way I wanted to as consistently as I wanted to. So now it's going back, asking that question, okay, well, why didn't that work? What didn't work? Mm-hmm. Why didn't it work? And yeah. then I can make those adjustments to kind of get back on that rhythm. So I'm curious for you and maybe uh, our producer, Nick, can um, jump in here too. Do you find it harder to ask you know, the question of, what did work or what didn't work? Like, or is one of those, because for me, it's actually what worked that's harder. I'm so good at hmm. being like, okay, we got to prove that. We're gonna, I mean, I'm just like constantly can see sure. ways to improve things. Well, it seems like you should put like twice as much energy into the what did, mm-hmm. right? So you can mm-hmm. just feel good about yourself, but also keep doing the things that did because something's going to work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing's wholesale How do we a failure. That? Yeah, yeah, but yep. you gotta yeah. know. Um, but what didn't is so easy, you know. For me, it's always so like, don't get enough sleep. That's like, what didn't work? Didn't go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every quarter, it's just or every week, it it is the it's endless. But uh, what about you, yeah. verbs? No, I was gonna say because I think we we often talk about this on the show is just the. Uh, the inability to celebrate properly, mm-hmm. uh, especially when we're doing these these weekly previews on, hey, what was, you did something, it was great, but by the time you get to the end of the week to process the week, it's like, ah, yeah, that was cool, but here's what we need to work on. And that yeah. may just be a thing of people that work in a more uh, innovative environment to where there's always space for iteration and that sort of thing is because it's like, yeah. We did it, but I know we could also do it a little bit better by mm-hmm. making these adjustments. So we never really settled to where we would put it in the category of a win or celebrate the thing because it was good, but mm. dot, 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 we can work on mm. this. So I don't know I don't know what that is or what it says about us within Enneagram speak or anything like that. But I would say it definitely is easy for me to 
I have more things to write down on the what didn't work part as well. But again, uh, kind of going back to those the weekly previews, if if you're processing it in the moment, at least in the time frame of the week, by the time you get to the quarter, you know, you're just referencing back on the things that uh, that happened, you know, within that three months to pull into that quarterly preview. So it's not as much of a reach to try to remember back as far as what happened. I don't know if this is really the answer, but it's an interesting way that I'm thinking about it in my head. It's kind of like, you know, when we look, if we think about our work as like a machine, no, we're certainly not machines, but it's like, the machine is like just doing the thing that it needs to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, that cog right there. Look how awesome that cog is. It is like crushing it (laughs) because it's really just doing what it needs to do. You know, like it's doing its job. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's why it's like, but when the machine has a problem, you know, like when it produces something that's purple, that was supposed to be green, it's like so obvious. Like, uh, yeah, that's that's not right. That needs to get better. Um, and so it's interesting, like, how do you break down, especially when it's like just like day to day, you know, getting it done um, and, and really figure out like how to celebrate those wins um, in the midst yeah. of like that machine. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> the garbage man's challenge. It's like nobody's out there congratulating the garbage man when he's picking up trash when he's mm-hmm. supposed to. But yep. let that week pass where he doesn't do his job, his emails, mm-hmm. his calls. You know, I'm switching companies. This service is garbage. No pun. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> this is this is actually really interesting. I think this maybe just for myself. I think what I'm going to try to do this next quarter is really pay attention to these things that I'm listing as um, ways to like what didn't um, mm-hmm. so that in the next quarter, obviously I want to like work on improving those. But when I look back at what worked, looking back to see like, hey, did those get installed? Did they improve? Um, is an yeah. easy way to see like, okay, well, those things, um, they did work. You know, like it's an easier way to identify things that, you know, weren't working and then started to work. Verbs, yeah, and what I think you call the yep. garbage person's dilemma is also the audio editor's dilemma. Because if you do your job well, the client doesn't realize how much work you did. It's seamless. They don't notice how much editing went in. Right. And then Mm -hmm. when you, if you miss something, they're so mad about it. And you're like, listen, you don't know how much work went into getting this. Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah. And and you're not talking, just for the record, Nick, you're not talking about us. uh, Oh, no, 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 no. These are straight to tape. (laughs) These are straight to tape. No edits needed. Okay. No edits needed. No (laughs) EQing. So question number two is, what will you keep doing? What will you keep doing? So it might be obvious to think to yourself, you know, this went well, so I'm going to keep doing it. Like, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, But what we're talking about here is really about intentionality (laughs) with so many things uh, on this podcast. Uh, But sometimes we don't always notice what actually went well and therefore what needs to keep happening. And so, again, mm-hmm. this is kind of that point in the quarter to really take some time to reflect on this. Um, and, again, if you're using your quarterly preview in your planner and actually spending the time to write this down, it's really powerful. It can really kind of breathe new life into the actions that you're taking that you want to continue to repeat. No, that's right. And you can – Take what you've learned and really start to distill your discoveries down into short statements, whether it's, 
you know, don't look at my phone for the rest of the night beginning at 930 or uh, just do the next thing in front of me and don't overthink things. These are some of the things that you may have tried and experimented with. You found that they were working for you. And so you want to continue doing those things um, into the next quarter. Maybe it's just something as simple as go for a 30 minute walk after dinner and you want to keep doing that. You know, when you have those days at the end of the day, you're like, man, this was just a great day. Like, I feel so good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe there's not like some huge thing that you can point to. Like maybe you didn't get a promotion that day. Um, But just in general, you're like, this was a great day. I love at the end of those days, like pausing to say like, what about this made it? a great day, you know, and really trying to identify um, those things. And I think that practice can help when you get to the end of the quarter to say, you know, what do I want to keep doing? You know, again, this is like why I'm so adamant about exercising, because when I look Mm -hmm. at the recipe for those days where I just feel great, it had exercise in it. Um, So again, this is kind of that intentional part of kind of examining what you need to keep doing. Again, it kind of, it seems obvious. It's really, I don't think it's, I don't think it's obvious at all, actually. So for you guys, how does your quarter feel different when you're not intentional about reflecting on what you want to keep doing um, versus when you do? So I think for me, a couple of years ago now, gosh, this has been a long 2020, right? Uh, a couple <laughs> of years ago now, I had a, I'd have a goal around, around meditation and I really liked doing it. I really like meditating. And I was doing yeah. it every day for 90 whatever days. And we had these an- the house we were at, the animals started to bother me a little bit. It's hard to be focused when there's a cat mm-hmm. yelling at the door. Um, and then I never documented how much I enjoyed it and how helpful it was, right? I did the habit. Mm-hmm. And then as mm-hmm. it went around, I never distilled it into like, uh, oh, keep doing that. Um, yeah. And because of that, mm-hmm. guess what? Now I'm starting over, literally – this year, right. I've had to start yeah. over as part of my routine. And it, it's sort of a bummer to go, I was doing it. I was crushing it. It felt really good. Um, yeah. But, you know, that that's a good example of saying it's not just enough to have done. You also mm-hmm. have to have documented that you did it. I think mm-hmm. this is really smart because of our goal setting framework. You know, when you're installing a new habit, you know, we, you know, you have a set amount of time to like to you know, you you don't want to just say like I'm going to do meditation for like the rest of my life. Like you know that mm-hmm. that's not a goal, and frankly, completely overwhelming. Uh, but if you don't take the time to actually say, you know, I'm kind of in a similar situation where um, I tested like being vegetarian, and it's like I need to have this point to say, okay, you know what what do I need to keep doing? Like, how did that make me feel to determine, do I need to continue that and not just let it like fall to the wayside? Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's really, it's a really great example, Nick. All right. Question number three, what will you change moving forward? What things will you change moving forward? And hopefully you can kind of see the sequential order of this process because once you've decided, you know, what you are going to keep doing. Again, some of those things could be adjusted. Some of those things could be tweaked just a little bit to make it what it needs to be going forward. So what about those things? Will you change if there's certain elements to it that you would change? Now, if there's a gap in between what you wanted to happen versus what actually happened, then something has to change. But you have to be willing to name that necessary change and then go ahead and act on it. So I think I think the the real important thing here is 
you know, as you go through these steps, you can't just acknowledge the gap, you know, like if there is something that you've, you realize like, oh, that's not where I want it to be. You've got to take note of that, what you've learned mm-hmm. and make the action shift, you know, or the mindset right. shift that you need to. Um, otherwise, you know, you're kind of just back where you started. Um, you know, you've got to be willing to change and adjust to compensate for that gap. Again, just acknowledging the gap is really not going to get as much of anywhere um, if we aren't willing to make the changes needed. Yeah. And it's it's important to mention as well that not changing those things or making those adjustments means many of your experiences, you know, especially the really tough ones will have been from, from nothing. Like mm. you went through all of that and then there's nothing to show when there was a growth opportunity there that could be identified. It sounds kind of drastic or a little, you know, like big things, but it, it really doesn't have to be big things. It could be really small tweaks. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. Nick, I'm thinking about a few episodes ago when we talked about your inbox, you know, like at the end of the quarter, you could actually examine like, hey, did those new workflows that I put in place, did they work? You know, how did I do on my workday shut down. You know, it doesn't have to be kind of this big thing. It could be something small, but if you acknowledge it, I'm just making something up because I'm sure you're going to hit this like 100%. But at the end of the quarter, mm-hmm. if you were like, hey, I actually did that workday shut down like 50% of the time, you know, well, there's a gap there um, that you, <laughs> I think the point here is not just to say, okay, I only did it 50% of the time, but actually to determine Okay, what actions need do I need to put in place to change moving forward, you know, to hit it, you know, 100% of the time? I think that's totally right. Of course, I am going to crush it, though. So, of course, how dare you? I know you are. Boom. At all my chips in your basket. Is that it? Is that an analogy? All my chips? <laughs> no. It is now. You're I'm all, all my in. eggs in your eggs. basket. Yeah. <laughs> hey, some chips. people don't, don't eat eggs, you know. Hey, so listen. They love chips. You know, they're chips. All right, so <laughs> that's so a question t-shirt right four. there. Hey, listen, <laughs> no chips. <laughs> hey, Marissa, I got a quick question for you. Yeah, what's up? Uh, what are you doing with your life? Okay, whoa, <laughs> very intense question. What do you it's mean? It's a quick question. It's a quick question. Just what do you do with your life? Do you know where you're going? Do you know what you're doing? Do you know who you are? Well, okay, yeah. Uh, actually, I didn't a couple of months ago, but I actually do now. Oh, well, why didn't you have anything beforehand? Well, because I, first of all, didn't even know I needed to have any kind of a plan. And I frankly didn't know where to start. And I don't know, I've heard people talk about life planning and they always said that you had to write your eulogy, which felt very dark and grim and... I don't know, Victorian. <laughs> so I said no. So yeah, I I was just not interested previously. <laughs> but now you do have one. Now you have a plan. Now you actually know who you are. Congratulations. Why yeah, is that? Thank you. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, and it's all thanks to actually our brand new product called Life Focus, which is a very um, fun, gamified life planning system that we've created to actually help you create a 10-year plan for your life. You can kind of think of it as a 10-year GPS, which is amazing. 
Yeah, I love how it's just focused on the 10 years versus a lot of life planning focuses on like your legacy or 50 years, 80 years from now. And I'm like, sometimes I don't even know what I want for lunch, let alone 50 years from now. Right. So this, the simple fact that we could think about 10 years out is very tangible to me. Well, and what I love too is that Life Focus is super easy, it's fun, and it's really effective. Anybody can do it. We've actually created an entire kit that has multiple card decks where you go through and you're able to select your personal mission, your values, and then go through all of your nine life domains and figure out what you want in each of those. So it's kind of like a fill-in-the-blank, paint-by-numbers style of life planning. We've taken all the guesswork out, and we're actually actually going to be hosting Ken our yeah. live event that's coming up in April which is going to be amazing my dad Michael Hyatt is going to be the one teaching and we can't wait that is going to be fantastic and the best part is that you get to enjoy our 30-day money-back guarantee if you're like you know what I'm not sure if this is the right thing for me but I guarantee you that most of you are going to do it and when you put that work into it you're going to love it and realize wow I now have a mission for my life. I now know who I am and I now have clear goals 10 years out on what I want to do. This product is going to be revolutionary for your life. Absolutely. Well, we would love to have you join us at Life Focus Live this April. Um, And if not, we also have a course and you can get the kit just by itself. So go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus for more info. So question number four is, and I wish Blake was here to speak to this one, but Nick, you may have to stand in his stead because you can go scuba just as well as Blake can. But who are you becoming and is it who you want to be? This is a very important question to ask yourself during this. Um, Actually, one of our company core values is continuous growth. And I mean, I think personally, if I think about my own core values, you know, I think that is very true of like who I am as a person and something I hold very like so important. You know, I always want to be growing. And I think the purpose of this process is to facilitate growth. You know, each quarter I want to be, you know, learning and growing and taking what I've experienced and again, improving. And so I think just to be stagnant or status quo, that that is not the person I want to be, you know, like settling for the mundane. And I, I know we all have to ask that of ourselves. If you're out there, probably if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> I would be shocked if people that listen to this podcast are like, yeah, I'm totally good with just being the same always. <laughs> uh, that this is not our core audience here. Um, but if you are committed to transformation, uh, again, in small and big ways, you know, it could be things like, are we healthier than we were? You know, am I mm-hmm. more focused? Am I uh, more productive? You know, am I more rested? Uh, you know, probably the most important one, like, am I more fulfilled? Um, and I think really taking the time to look at our goals and kind of what's important to us and you know how things kind of unfold from quarter to quarter will really help us answer those questions. Yeah, and I think you know obviously our whole full focus system is really built off of a process, 
And I love this question because it's so profound. And I actually, I actually think we could have bumped this question up a little higher in this, uh, this list of questions, mm-hmm. because if you start from a place of who do I want to be, then that's going to help you really process through everything else. And it's not adding goals or efforts or projects based on what you think somebody else would want you to do or what they would yes. want you to be. But it's like, by the end of this whole journey, who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? Mm-hmm. And not just about doing the things, getting the things done, but who you really want to become. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, guys, this isn't like, <laughs> wouldn't it be so nice? I would love to snap my fingers and be, you know, the person that, you know, I, I dream of being uh, one day. I wish it was like that short of a process. You know, this is something that you know, isn't going to happen over a quarter or even a year. You know, this is a process. Um, and what we're really doing here is is playing the long game. You know, yeah. I th- again, the full focus system is so powerful that when used quarter over quarter after quarter will produce that for you. And I think that's why we believe in it so fully. I will say that in terms of the process idea, I've told this story before. I used to sit in person in the before times with Megan and Michael for like two years and they would talk about the planner and they would talk about goal setting. And I never felt like it was, they were like a different person than me. So they got to make plans Mm -hmm. and set goals and I did not. And so Mm -hmm. if I were to look back on the first, I had a whole process of just like sitting with the planner and it was in my bedside table and it was on my just like existing near it. If I were to go back Mm -hmm. and look at it, the, that, idea of what I probably reflected on after that first quarter was, you know, I'm turning into somebody who can set a goal. That's not even, mm-hmm. that's not even like a goal goal, right? It just, it, you, mm-hmm. it's like a, a transformation of the self and of the belief and what I could do. And so it's really important to be able, once you think that, then you can become that. So it's very, very important. I think you're right, Verbs, that starting mm-hmm. here, maybe starting here and returning to this question of who you want to be Mm -hmm. is is probably very powerful. Nick, I think what you just said is so key because it really was a shift in your thinking. Uh, And now you've been using the planner for, I mean, how long have you now used the planner? uh, At at least two years. I mean, I've got people doing best year ever. I give planners out all the time. Like it really is like, it's, it's a little crazy for me to think about. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it it actually just became, you know, your your thinking on it changed, which is what is so crazy. I mean, again, it's our thinking about ourselves. It really became part of your identity. You know, there was a shift somewhere along the way of like that's not part of my identity to actually that is part of my identity. Um mm-hmm. and I think that's that's what's really powerful. I think about this question of who are you becoming and is it who you want to be? Of like, okay, I do want to be somebody that is aspiring to something bigger, you know, and because I'm a person that's aspiring to something bigger, I want to have goals, you know, I want to have a system that helps me improve quarter over quarter over quarter. And then that just becomes who you are. It's not a question of, Mm -hmm. you know, am I going to set a daily big three or a weekly preview? I am. Because it's it's who I am. It's become so ingrained into my identity. And I know there's so many of you that um, echoed that as well. And Nick, you are such a good example of that, that shift. Well, can I just say, this is my short story about this. I bought mm-hmm. some, I wear glasses. And maybe five or six years ago, I was in this like really trendy glasses store. 
And I was like, oh, these are so cool. Like, I want to be the kind of person who can wear these like really cool glasses. And I was sitting in the store and I thought to myself, well, who gets to wear these cool trendy glasses? And then I realized, <laughs> I realized it's the person who buys them and wears them out of the store. That's it. <laughs> and, I, and I really yeah, like, I liked it. that was very transformational. I was like, oh, I can be that person. That's all it takes is to recognize yes. that it's just a choice. It honestly kills me. Sometimes when I hear people, when I'm talking about the planner and they're like, well, I'm just not really like a planner person. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, do you know what you're saying to me? You have decided Mm -hmm. you're not a planner person. Like nobody, there's nobody that decides who is and isn't except yourself. Um, And so how about you decide to be a planner person? You know, and then that changes your actions. Totally Yeah, you're a planner person when you use a planner. That's it. Right. Yeah. I just think I think this is very powerful, um, and not to go. Well, I, in, in in lieu of not having Blake here, we'll go a little a little scuba on uh, this Let's question go. in 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 his honor. The thing I always kind of go back to, and this is kind of again broadening the scope out. Uh, Courtney, you mentioned we're playing the long game, right? So mm-hmm. these weeks that we're experiencing now, obviously they turn into months. Those months turn into quarters. Those quarters turn into years. But when you start thinking about it, um, as Michael expressed in uh, the book Living Forward, just the thought of what do you want said at your eulogy? Like that question always gives me pause because then it helps me figure out, all right, whatever I once said at that point, am I positioning myself now? Am I making those necessary changes? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? Because if it's the long game, that's when the game ends. But what will others say about who you became in that process? And uh, to me, that's always sobering to think about it. And there's a there's a uh, a quote in a ancient book of Hebrew wisdom. Uh, it's actually found in the book of Psalms, but it says this. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain the heart of wisdom. And I really think that's what we that's what we do with this planner that we that we um, talk about, that we use with this system. It's teaching us how to take account of the time that we have that's before us Mm -hmm. so we can get into that long game and use wisdom and live in such a way that, man, some great things and some significant things could be said about us, you know, by the time it's all said and done. I mean, if that's not a final thought for an episode, I don't know what is. I should have saved it. I should have asked the question. No, I think it is. That (laughs) is the final thought. Everybody needs to leave with that today. I think that's so good. So the good news is you don't have to live through another quarter just like the last one. Everyone can set themselves up for a successful new quarter by asking what worked, but what didn't. What would you keep doing? What would you change? And who are you becoming? So thank you listeners for joining us on another episode of Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the Internet. So please share it with your friends and don't forget to join our full focus planner community right there on Facebook. We'll be here with Blake next week with another great episode. But until then, stay focused. Sometimes setting annual goals can only get you so far. If you don't have a sense of where you want your life to be in 10 years, there's no guarantee that the goals you're setting now are actually going to take you to the life that you're trying to create for yourself. Well, That's where the brand new Life Focus product comes in. This innovative, gamified life planning system is your 10-year GPS guiding you to the life that you want. 
not one decided for you, and not one that you just drifted into. LifeFocus offers easy, fun, and effective planning with prompt card decks and a step-by-step guide. Also, you can join us for a live virtual event with Michael Hyatt on April 5th and April 6th for real-time guidance as you set the path for your next 10 years. With a 30-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose, so make sure you pre-order right now for shipping in March 2024. Go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. That's fullfocus.co slash lifefocus right now to pre-order. Don't just dream. Plan your future with Life Focus.